0: What's going on with everybody? This your man Dre, a.k.a. Dre on the Wheels, the host of the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Yo, you guys, man, sit tight, grab your popcorn, go get a Hot Pocket, man, get some cereal, grab your beverage, man, whether that's some milk, uh, a beer, a soda, or some water, man, sit tight, man. This is the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling, where I interview some of your favorite ring announcers, reference. Uh, referees um independent pro wrestlers you name it man you name it you guys you tune in and i'm about to chat some wrestling man so sit tight you guys and welcome to the 11:30 podcast talk pro wrestling yo ring the bell <laughs> It's your man Dre, aka Dre, on wheels. This is episode 35 of the 1130 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. I appreciate you guys joining me back here for a new episode, man. It's a new year, you guys. Happy New Years. I'm glad you guys joining me back here for a new episode, man. It's 2021. Uh, Man, things are looking bright. We're gonna have a blessed year, man, and also a blessed year here on the podcast. Um, Good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world. Shout out to my listeners, Germany, Canada, uh the UK all over the states. Appreciate you guys joining me back here for another episode. You dig if you guys are new, if you guys are new and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you guys don't forget to hit that subscribe button down below. Uh hit that notification bell also so you don't miss an episode. And also you guys don't forget to follow the 11:30 podcast on all social media platforms. But you guys man, of course I'm back here on another episode, you dig this is gonna be a very very fun one you guys. Um the third woman here on Talk pro wrestling so it's going to be great her name is june jackson you guys she's from phoenix arizona um she wrestled for um championship wrestling arizona wrestling federation and high impact wrestling you guys so she's doing a lot wrestling out there um i brought her in this week and we're going to chat some wrestling it's going to be real real fun you guys um once again sit tight you guys this is about to be a very great episode uh june how's it going
1: i'm doing good how are you
0: doing i'm doing well i'm doing well thank you for joining me here on the podcast this week how's it how's your day
1: very busy but that's what happens when you have an 18 month old so (laughs)
0: that's
1: just how it goes
0: okay that's cool that's cool that's cool um we're going to dive into a bunch of stuff like that um throughout the podcast uh of course you know throughout uh this past week the uh uh News that broke news uh, about AEW um superstar uh Brody Lee, uh who i uh, passed away at the age of 41. You guys um wanna dive into that a little bit later on into the podcast. Also get uh um June's thoughts on uh Brody Lee or Luke Harper whatever you guys wanna go uh call them by. But um yeah, uh I was you know checking out your Instagram. You are a fantastic drawing artist. Um, Can you tell me about that and and, uh, what what inspired you to be a drawing artist?
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, So funny enough uh, actually when I was younger my uh, cousins used to come over and we would all draw and my dad would take my cousin's pictures and go like oh these are so nice like let's put them on the fridge and I'd be like oh dad what about my picture and he'd be like oh like it's it's good it's okay and from that day forward I was like I am going to be the best artist that I can become. And I just bunkered down. Um, I used to draw a whole bunch of old cartoons like Dragon Ball Z and Powerpuff Girls. And pretty much I've just, yeah, I've pretty much been drawing probably since I was maybe about seven or eight years old, just as a hobby. Um, I was looking into it as a profession. Like I was thinking of becoming like a tattoo artist, but I followed wrestling more than I followed that. so. Now I just kind of do it as a hobby and just create merch for myself or friends who
0: ask for artwork. Okay, cool, cool. That was about to be my next question. And also, um, do you create your own merch? You know, knowing that you are, you know, a drawing artist. And so, uh, since you said yes, that's that's really cool. Um, what's the reaction that you did that uh, that you get back from you know creating your own you know uh, merchandise or you know uh, gear?
1: Oh, people are really receptive to it. Um, people. Really like how quick I can come up with things. Um, I know I have a lot of people come to me and ask me to do work for them. And sometimes it takes me a while just because when it's myself, I kind of just come up with something off the top of my head and just draw it down and it's easy. Uh, When it comes to working with other people, uh, I have a fear of revisions. (laughs) So I'll draw something and they'll be like, oh, that's great, now change this, change that. And um, sometimes I catch myself in a revision loop where I'm just doing nothing but revising their pictures over and over again. So I've kind of strayed away from really doing art for other people, but when it comes to my own stuff, everyone seems to really enjoy the designs and especially when it comes to like my gear and such. Um, I took sewing back in college. Uh, I used to live in Virginia for a couple years, and um, I was taking sewing out there. So I've learned how to make my own stuff. Um, and people people seem to like it. i'm I'm really interested in getting into making gear for other people, just eventually when I get the space because everything's very cramped right now with uh, with the little one running around. <laughs>
0: okay, that's really, really cool. I think it's beneficial for uh, wrestlers you know who can make their own stuff you know and don't have to worry about ordering it and you know all it's going to come late and stuff like that so that's really really cool um you're a pro wrestler uh you've been wrestling for some time how long have you been you know in the wrestling business and you know how how, how did wrestling find you
1: (laughs) so um when it comes to the wrestling business i started in 2011 um before i did sewing i went to arizona state university and i did graphic design and i thought i could get a nice portfolio done and maybe i could go find a wrestling show and i went on craigslist and i found this really sketchy ad that was just like come to this swap meet if you want to see wrestling and i was like okay i'm like 17 years old i'm like okay i'm just gonna go to the swap meet with my portfolio but uh everyone there was really nice and um i started by doing website designs and logo logos and graphics for people and then i want to say about 2013 was my first attempt at training to wrestle um i went for like a good month uh and then my job uh i was doing graphic design work with my job and they couldn't afford me getting injured and not being able to help so i had to put it on hold and i was still just a fan i would come help set up the rings i still did graphics for everything and then in 2016 um my uh, ex-boyfriend at the time, who was my fiance then, we decided that for our wedding we were going to have an independent wrestling show for our wedding, and um, in the main event would be us getting married, and then Get like, here. Uh, <laughs> Get and like here. <laughs> my uh, current wrestling trainer at the time, him and his, uh, his him and his wife were going to come out and interrupt us, and then we were going to have an intergender tag team match uh, <laughs> for the end. <laughs> So I was like, well, I'm like, if we're going to do that, we need to learn how to be wrestlers. So I signed up. Um, thankfully, it was the same trainer from 2000, 2013 when I started. So he remembered me. And um, my ex fiance at the time, he never really started training. So it was just me going. And I, I want to say two weeks into, not even two weeks, it was maybe like, No, no, maybe two weeks. (laughs) It was about two weeks into training. um, I was approached by the owner of uh, Arizona Wrestling Federation. And he was like, oh, like, we want you to be a manager. Like you, you, you're good talking and all this such. And I did like theater in high school and stuff. So improv and all that comedy stuff came easy to me. They were just like, oh, we want you to manage. Um, We have a couple of guys. We're going to put you together in a group. So like two weeks into starting training, I was already on shows um almost like every show then they opened a student show and i was the general manager of that show as well as managing on the other show and i managed for a good two years and then finally um i got comfortable enough with myself to start wrestling actually and i want to say i started wrestling maybe about 2000 end of 2017 to 2018 mid 2018 um and then i got pregnant (laughs) and i had to take a year off but now i'm coming back and then the pandemic hit. So now I'm still kind of sitting around <laughs> waiting for shows to get back, but I'm enjoying the wrestling part. The managing is easy, but the wrestling part is what I have the most fun with.
0: Okay, that's that's really interesting. That's, that's a cool story to tell. Um, <laughs> did you grow up, you know, um, loving wrestling or, you know, it was just uh, a thing that you just got into?
1: So my brother actually uh, was really into wrestling, especially back with the uh, WWF, WCW wars. He would always go back and forth between the channels. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking by watching him watch uh, WCW and I saw Hulk Hogan. And for some reason as a kid, I just hated Hulk Hogan. I don't know why, but I was just, I saw him and I was like, ew, like wrestling is stupid and Hulk Hogan is stupid. And I'm like, it's so dumb. My brother's like, oh, shut up. So (laughs) eventually I just, he kind of, watched it like a little bit he fell out of it i wasn't really into it um and then i want to say about 2005 uh there was a tv channel called g4 tech tv and um they had a show called x play that reviewed video games and they reviewed uh wwe day of reckoning for the gamecube and they were like oh it's a good game it's a good game and i was like okay so i went and rented it and i was playing it and i was like this game was like really fun and i'm like but these there's like people on the cover of this game. And I'm like, it says WWE. I didn't really know what it was. And I was like, well, let me double check what this WWE is. So Raw just so happened to be going off that night. And I turned to it, because I was like, what is this about? And of course, as soon as I turned to it, Hulk Hogan is in the ring posing. And I'm just like, oh, this is what it is. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I hate Hulk Hogan so much. And as soon as Hulk turns around, he gets super kicked in the mouth by HBK leading into their SummerSlam match. And I was like, I don't know who that guy was who just kicked Hulk Hogan in the face. But I'm like, he is now my favorite wrestler of all time. I'm like, I love this. I need to see this. I ran into my mom's room and I was like, you need to buy me like all of HBK's stuff. He's the coolest guy ever. And you need to buy me SummerSlam. And she's just like, where did this come from? Like you have no interest in wrestling. And actually to this day, my mom was nice enough to buy me the HBK cross. And to this day, I still have it on my keychain. But um, yep, I got SummerSlam and then I just started watching religiously after that.
0: That's an awesome story. That 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 really is an awesome story because I do remember that. I actually was watching that moment not too long ago, and actually that SummerSlam is actually was actually here in uh, DC. Um, as growing up, I wanted to go to that SummerSlam band too because when they showed the ticker down at the bottom of the screen. And it was like, SummerSlam coming to Washington, D.C. And I was like, Mom, 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 can I go? Can I go? So I didn't make it to that SummerSlam, but, you know, I made it to my first wrestling event the year afterwards. So, but uh, that's really an awesome, awesome, really cool story. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, nah. Shawn Michaels, yeah. So That's that's, that's a really cool story. Um, Last week here on the podcast, um, I was talking about women wrestling and how far women wrestling has come. Uh, Last year, we seen Becky, uh, Sasha, and Rhonda in a triple threat match at uh, WrestleMania, the main event. And um, we're just starting to see more and more um, women take over in the industry. Uh, what's your thoughts on how far the women uh, has come in wrestling, from bronze panty matches to now uh, TLC matches to Hell in a Cell matches to main event in WrestleMania. So uh, what's your thought on um, women wrestling? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, personally, how it affects me, um, I feel like I felt the same way a lot of the current women in WWE felt back watching the product, even in 2005. Like in the video game, they had like the bra and panties matches and like the fulfill your fantasy matches. And I always saw it as like, oh, like that's something for like, beautiful model-esque women or Amazon bodybuilding women. And it was just kind of like, oh, there's no place for me in that. Like there'll never be a place for me in that. And I never had the confidence or thought that I could ever do it because at the time, you know, when it transitioned into like the Divas Championship, I was just like, it's so effeminate. And for a sport that is so intense and just so physical, not a lot of the women who are in it are you know super feminine girly girls and so it never felt like there was really a place for people like us and just with the change of and and i want to say the change from what i see definitely in WWE was when they brought Sarah Del Rey in as a trainer for the women, Mm -hmm. you could definitely see an improvement. And there already was really good matches going on. And that was thanks to Fit Finley because he helped out so much with the women. But when they opened up FCW and they opened up the Performance Center and they brought Sarah Del Rey in, she was one of the first women that I saw that I was like, like kind of thinking to myself like, okay like maybe there's a place for me and i remember one day too when i was young i even sent her like a message on twitter and she like replied to me and i was like okay yeah so i got super excited for that but um just you could see the quality of um wrestling actually being accepted for women and that people aren't as scared of being upstaged by the women because even in independent promotions you still get told like oh hey like don't do this don't do that because you don't want the guys to get upset if you do too much and stuff and it's it's still rooted in some people but definitely everyone fighting for it and seeing in the big times and in the big leagues how it's being brought to the forefront it pushes the promoters to stop making the women like a side attraction almost at the shows it actually giving them the chance and the opportunity to prove that they are athletic or that they are capable or that they're just as good as performers as anyone else. And so, WWE has been great at the forefront of pushing that. But I think a lot of people also don't realize that, I feel like TNA was the one who really opened the door with the knockouts division by bringing in people like Awesome Kong and ODB, these unconventional looking women who are strong and just as athletic and amazing and able to go in there with the other women, and even having people like Mickey James stop by or Taryn Terrell or Gail Kim having them come through, like they really, I think, opened the door um, and really pushed, kind of including everyone of any body size of any um, race or religion. You know, it doesn't all have to be the same person. And WWE is is doing great with it but i feel like i feel like people don't give tna as much credit as they had with the knockouts division sometimes
0: yeah, you, you are clearly, clearly right. I've been catching up on some impact and their women's division is looking really, really good. They also are coming out with a uh, knockouts uh, tag team championship. So uh, that's pretty cool. That's, that's really, really cool. Um, Another thing um, we were, uh, one, one, another thing I wanted to uh, touch on because you said you were very interested in it. Um, I had a guest here on a podcast a couple of weeks ago um my man uh tyree taylor and he was very very into um inter- intergender matches and i uh, said it should be done more you know rightly you know um you're a fan of inter- intergender matches and i am too you know i seen where uh, aw tapped in it a little bit by having um the women wrestle the men and you know vice versa and not just, you know, the women wrestle the women and the men wrestles with the men. But you know, what's your thoughts on inter- intergender matches and should it be should it happen more?
1: I feel like intergender wrestling, in almost in my opinion, I feel like intergender wrestling is a must for a woman coming up in the wrestling world. Because Arizona's current issue is that at most there's probably five women uh, including myself um, in all of arizona uh, who are wrestlers and when you have these companies open up in arizona and they go okay we're gonna make a women's division you only have five women to choose from so if we've already all fought each other here then we're already gonna fight each other here and we're gonna fight each other here and it's great and all like i have a friend who wrestles out here as well uh she goes by sos She started maybe a year or two after I started, and we kind of came up in the business together. And we can we know each other's moves like the back of each other's hands. So when companies wanna feel safe, they put SOS and I together because we're always wrestling all the time because it's only the few of us girls. But I've had about three intergender matches um, since I started wrestling. And honestly, all three of those matches are probably the best matches I've ever had uh the most fun matches i've ever had it's just great to work with other people because there are so many men uh i'll say of the five girls there's maybe like 30 plus men in arizona who can wrestle so instead of constantly having the women work each other over and over again when i actually get to go in there and mix it up with one of the men and not only one of the men but one of the men who has in their independent career worked against big names and they've upped their game when i get to work against someone who's up their game then it helps me up my game when all of the girls who all of us have come up together work each other we're not getting anywhere we're not learning anything we're just going through the motions and trying something new here or there but we don't really have a veteran to sit down and tell us like oh try this and a lot of companies just aren't willing to put down the money to bring in out-of-state women who are veterans because they normally ask for more than the male wrestlers and it's just they don't and why would i get this one girl when i could get these three guys the promoters think to themselves and so we get the short end of the stick and we end up facing each other again and again and again and again but the companies that are out here that are open to intergender wrestling uh especially high impact wrestling as was where i had two of my intergender matches um they were pretty much just like you're a wrestler and you can go like you know just you know don't go crazy like out of the realm of you know believability but you know what's stopping you from getting in there with someone else you know hold your own and Mm -hmm. i've gotten the chance to do that and it's honestly so liberating it's so fun Um, I've learned so much more. And not only have I learned, but I got to work with inexperienced and younger guys who were starting up in the business and I got to teach them things that I knew. Uh, So, you know, at least I could pass my knowledge that I've learned instead of just all five of us girls just Mm -hmm. sharing stories, doing the same thing over and over again. So um, that's definitely one thing that I'm pushing for, um, that I I look for. Um, That's one of the hardest parts about being a female independent wrestler is especially when you want to start looking out of state, um, which companies are open to intergender wrestling. Um, but when you see Impact, and I know it was a big controversy, but when you see Impact willing to do these intergender matches to the point where they're willing to put a championship on a woman, it's it's telling you that you know it's not taboo. Like it's it's possible, and you can make it to the top being able to do that and tessa is is, 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 as (laughs) as as a little a little poisonous as she can be sometimes like she's still proves when she goes in there she doesn't like go crazy and like you know do like 50 canadian destroyers or something but she she goes in there and she shows that she can hang with with the men and she was before everything happened uh, someone that i really looked up to when it came to intergender wrestling and um i just think it's something that i think people are starting to get a little bit more open to now but it's something that i definitely want to push um i have thoughts of possibly opening a promotion here myself uh in arizona and one of the things that we are pushing is we do want to open up intergender wrestling for the newer girls who come in to be able to work with some of these veterans and be able to learn things and just get good matches especially pull really good matches and pull things out of yourself that you know you haven't been able to do
0: that's really cool that's really really cool um if you can have an intergender match with you know a partner of your choosing uh who would you who would you choose and who would you wrestle
1: (laughs) Um, it'll probably sound super goofy but if i could like wrestle anyone like of the opposite gender it would a hundred thousand percent I like (laughs) I actually have two I have two answers um I have an attainable answer and then a completely impossible answer but my completely impossible answer is uh, I would love to wrestle Kenny Omega um he is absolutely pretty much his story is it's something that I hold very dear to me and it's something that like really resonates with me. Um, It was my goal Uh, before I I settled down and I met my husband and I had my baby. My original goal was to move to Japan and to just work Japan and stay in Japan for the rest of my life. Um, I just wanted to stay in a dojo. Um, The company that he worked with originally when he started DDT, that is my dream company to work with. I just want to go out there. I want to work with them and I almost feel like how he feels where it's like, you know, he he likes to have fun. He can be serious. And people kind of look at him as a joke. And I feel like when I come to promoters with my ideas, sometimes they look at me as um, like, oh, there's no way you can get that over. Like, you're, you'll are you be a comedy character. You're funny, you're jokes. And it's like, well, there's people out there who, who have been able to get that over. And there's crowds who like that. And Kenny just embodied that. And the fact that he could go from such a goofy company like DDT to just being so amazing in New Japan just like proves that like, especially uh, Kota Ibushi, both of them, they just both prove that like, no, like if I have a dream and I wanna go out there and I can be goofy, but I can also wrestle, Like, you know, respect me as a wrestler. Don't make me a comedy act. Don't, you know, pigeonhole me in a box. Like I'm capable of a lot of things. And he's, I felt like both of them just embodied that. And it would be a dream (laughs) to have a match with him. Uh, But on a smaller level, there's uh, another wrestler from Japan uh, named Kikutaru and he resides now in vegas and he was just he was a comedy wrestler back in japan like pure comedy pure cheese and his stuff is just absolutely hilarious and i steal spots from him all the time in my own matches as homage to him so i'm hoping that one of the things is if i do open my own company i am hoping that i can get kiku down here and i can have a match with him hopefully that's that's the goal because he's he would definitely be a bucket list person i would love to wrestle
0: okay that's really really cool uh just like i was saying earlier uh tyree taylor said um just similar just what you said you know going over and working in japan and you know and a lot of people would like to do that and then take their career to to a whole nother level and yeah. You know, do it, do it. I wish you the best and all that. I wish you the best and all that. Twenty twenty one is here. Um, what's some twenty twenty one goals for uh, June in the wrestling business? <laughs>
1: um, well, I'm hoping to get. Hoping, uh, wow, I'm hoping to get out of state uh, more. Um, my baby's still a little young, so it is kind of hard to find um, someone to watch him to go out of state. But uh, I am in talks with a company in Denver, um, so I'm hoping to get to Colorado and i'm just kind of at the point now where i'm like saving money i'm like throw down some money and just go back to the east coast um, when i was in virginia i was helping out a company back in richmond called ground zero wrestling they close now but another company's opened in richmond and so i'm hoping to come back over to richmond and at least i know i have a place to stay my stepdad's house and um do some wrestling there and um California, definitely uh, California. It's right here next to me. I don't know why I've been so against California and going there but I would definitely like to work on getting my name in California and hopefully getting on like, well hopefully getting enough eyes in california that someone would scout me for japan i mean even my fiance is like oh if you want to go for like a couple months and wrestle in japan like go do it it's fine so that's the end goal is the end goal would definitely be to getting to japan for even just a couple months
0: okay that's really 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 awesome can't wait man cannot wait uh tlc Uh, Was this, uh, actually wasn't this past Sunday, it was uh, the Sunday ago, Um, I want to have, I want to ask you your thoughts, because uh, you said you weren't watching mostly, you know, the current stuff, but some of the pay-per-views, I gotta ask you, what's your thoughts on the Roman Reigns uh, character now, that uh, he's now the tribal Chief?
1: Oh my goodness, it is amazing. And I feel terrible because I feel like everyone has been asking for this for so long because there are old videos of him doing almost a similar character in FCW and he was amazing at it. And I do understand, I mean, he was supposed to be the big silent one in The Shield, so he wasn't supposed to talk much. And then when he did start talking as a good guy, he was more kind of slapstick-like thing, like catchphrases kind of things but when they just let him go as this character that he is now i mean i understand that you know when he talks the booze you know come in but you can feel when he talks like he believes it and like this is real and you can you can tell it's it's genuine and it's from him and that's what makes it so good like the whole story, the whole story is so good jay and jimmy and their their whole part in it is just amazing just and then add on like paul Heyman on talking smack just constantly berating Mm -hmm. everyone who wants a chance at him it's just just a fantastic combination and especially with roman being able to speak as well as he is speaking to have paul Heyman with him it's just like double good (laughs) so he's doing like absolutely amazing this is like his best i feel like this is his best work that i've seen him do
0: personally yeah you are right you are currently right i i, I love it i love it i love what Roman reigns are doing. um a fact that i want to bring up to you and just have your thoughts on throughout uh 2020 and throughout the year was um but right now uh currently in wwe we got the uh uh 24 7 uh champion r-truth uh the tag team champs for both raw and smackdown being the street profits and um the uh, Hurt Business, the new Intercontinental Champion who won it on Friday Night Smackdown last week, being Big E. And the United States Champion being um, Bobby Lashley. And the Smackdown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks, with majority of the champions in WWE right now being African-American. And seeing um, the landscape in pro wrestling with Black wrestlers uh, impact pro wrestling right now, uh, the World Heavyweight Champion is Rich Swan. You know, so it's a lot of uh, change going on. I wanted to ask you, you know, what's your thoughts on uh, black wrestling and seeing, you know, how far it's it's coming.
1: Um, I want to say when it comes to that, um, it's so nice to finally see representation on the big screen, because when it comes to the local level, that is still such a big issue and i have my trainer he'll pull me aside and he'll just be like i'm not trying to upset you but he's like i just you know i i need to remind you that you know it's going to be tough out there for you um just in general like you know people are going to assume things about you people are going to want to put you like like i said earlier in a box they're going to want to pigeonhole you and you know he just said it's about your talent and what you're capable of doing and it doesn't matter what you look like and who you are you should be respected and you should be booked based on your talent and what you're capable of doing and it just goes to show that you know it doesn't matter a person's race like if they're putting in the work and they're getting a response from fans and they should be they should be given the opportunity to show what they're capable of and especially Rich Swan, especially with everything that happened to him the fact that he got to come back to Impact and that they were able to put you know their title on him you know and give him a, you know a chance after WWE dumped him you know it just goes to show what talent they lost but also when they have originally announced the hurt business i remember a couple of us were kind of like uh-oh like uh-oh they're putting on the black people together again like oh no they're mm-hmm. going to they're going to drop them out and mm-hmm. to to see the the respect that they're actually putting on the group Um, and that you know it's almost kind of like a revitalization of Shelton Benjamin on top of you know these younger people and MVP you know getting to speak not having to wrestle as much but it's it's good because I feel like they're finally just realizing like and I don't want to it almost sounds kind of mean but it's kind of like they're realizing like we're people and like it's okay and i know that like there might be some people and probably some people in the audience who who may not be happy with seeing people of color you know have titles or succeed i mean even in the independence there's still that issue but you know it's just to to be able to look past the the glitz and glamour and be able to just accept the person for their work and what they're able to do like any any section of the world could use that just you know looking and and another thing is it's it's hollywood i understand it's 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 show business it it is stereotypes it is looks but i feel like wrestling is slowly starting to kind of get out of that mindset and it's becoming inclusive it's becoming genuinely inclusive to people of genuinely all races and body types and genders and and everything and i feel like wrestling would have been the last person or the last you know entity to do that but we're making changes and the audience is making changes and 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 telling them what they want and they're listening and it's Giving opportunities for you know like when people talk about Kofi Kingston winning the title and how monumentous that was for you know little black children to look up and go hey I could actually win a title like black people can actually win a title and people are like no the Rock won a title and it's like yeah but that family is very famous so that it's much different when it's just like Kofi this guy from nowhere wins a title it's you know it's like oh there's there's a chance like even Back, I remember back when Alicia Fox won the Divas Championship, I was kind of like, oh! I'm like, a Black person's holding the championship. Like, okay, like, all right, that's that's interesting. So it's, they, I hope they understand um, like how much they can change the landscape of wrestling on like an independent level with the decisions they make and by allowing people of color to to be prominent and not be goofy and you know they didn't turn the new day into like you know hucking and jiving and, and you know being what they could have done to them um they just let people be people and it slowly it slowly it trickles down like trickle down economics it trickles down to the independence and it's giving people like me and my friend sos and like us like chances to be respected as athletes and not just oh you are a big black woman so you must make funny jokes and must make everyone laugh it's like yeah i could do that but that's not all that i am that's not who i am you know
0: <laughs> exactly i feel you that was well, well, well said i really do um we're gonna move on here you guys on the podcast uh before we wrap it up you guys um like i was saying earlier uh this past uh week um the passing of AEW superstar uh brodie lee known as uh well known uh as john hubber former wwe superstar a lot of people may know him as luke harper um what was your favorite luke harper moment So it's it's
1: funny. It's actually probably super insignificant compared to other people, but um, My friend SOS uh, her own name is Chantal. She uh, Invited me to a Smackdown show and I was like no like I don't want to go I don't feel like going like I'm like we're we're training to be wrestlers like we're wrestlers now We don't go to shows like unless we're getting booked and she was just like come on like whatever just like have fun with me Come with me. So we she ended up getting us tickets and we went and uh there was a squash match and um in the squash match uh there were two guys from our training school who were in there with rowan and harper and we saw them come out because they didn't get the entrance it was doing commercials and we saw them standing there and we were just like it was our friend uh his name was uh, jamie Beechler, and another guy named ryan morals but jamie uh we were closer with and we were just like oh my god is that jamie we're like is that jamie right there that's jamie and um harper and rowan came out and jamie and them went in there and they just got whooped like harper and them and rowan <laughs> just beat the mud out of them and we were cracking up and everyone around us is looking at us like why is this so funny to them like what is going on and we were just laughing because jamie's like a, he's a little shorter guy so he was just kind of being thrown around everywhere by harper and rowan and it was just the funniest and like best thing ever that we saw and after the show we like text our friend jamie like oh my god like how was it like how was it how was harper how are they and stuff and he was just all like oh like he was super nice to us like he was they were so good to us and you know we were so scared because they were just you know gonna beat us but he was like oh they were so nice to us the whole entire time and they treated us so well and stuff and so like that really like sits with me with just like what a nice guy you are to local talent like you don't even have to be like who cares you're coming through phoenix you can just go through phoenix go to the next day go to the next day who cares but the fact that he went out of his way to make like and that was my friend jamie's first time working um working like extra on tv and to like go out of his way to make him feel comfortable and take care of him and stuff and then eventually of course destroy him but before that to just to hear how much he helped him and how nice he was to him like. You don't run into that with talent. Like I've been to shows where talent who were on the shows were just straight up rude and just mean, and they didn't care because you're just an extra talent or you're just an independent wrestler. And like, who are you? You're not at my level. I've been through that multiple times. But to just hear like how much he went out of his way to just be a genuine and good person like that just that definitely stuck with me. And I just it was shocking to to know like he passed so young and you know from a lung condition and stuff it was just it just shows you that life is life is like i don't want to say life is terrible <laughs> but it, it's just it's unpredictable and you know to leave behind you know his wife and to leave behind his kids so young it's just like it really grounds you uh in reality and it really reminds you that you know you really should take advantage of you know just every hour you have with family and friends. On top of everything happening with this pandemic, to hear that um, was just it really kind of brings it home. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that was sad. You know, when I first uh, saw the news, actually I saw a picture. Uh, a friend um, messaged me, and um, I looked at the picture and I was like, I don't, I don't really recognize that. So I took another look at it. And, you know, it, the guy looked very familiar. And then at the bottom of the comments, of course, was All Elite Wrestling. And I was like, oh, wow, like this, you know, it was really sad, you know. Um, this past week on AEW, uh, they did a very, very, very cool tribute, in my opinion, uh, for my guy, uh, Brody Lee. You know, the whole, everybody who was in the dark water who had a match, who was one-on-one, the women's, the tag teams, they won. And it was a very really cool, you know, very cool night. And my favorite part of the night, uh, his longtime partner, he went by Big Red, but uh, Luke, I mean, uh, excuse me, Erg Rowan. Erg Rowan showed up and just went nuts. And I thought it was very, very cool. And the old tribute, you know, at the end, and with his son coming in and participating, it, it was awesome. You know, and, and my favorite, uh, uh, Luke Harper, uh moment it's got to be with you know the wyatt family when they took on the shield at elimination chamber you know one of the beaut- dopest matches and you know just also been you know at a smackdown and being up close to luke and just hearing how uh good how hearing how such of a good guy you know he was and you know a family guy and you know so it's, it's it's real sad you know it's real sad he was young so uh wish nothing but the best for his family and all the prayers with him um you guys man i appreciate you guys joining me this week here uh on the eleven thirty podcast talk pro wrestling also i appreciate my guest uh june uh for joining me this week here on the podcast uh, before you go uh, anything you would like to say any shout outs or anything
1: um, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, shout out to um, Lawrence Tyler. Uh, he is my wrestling trainer. Um, he has believed in me since 2013. Um, he keeps me going. Every time I come to training and I tell him that's it LT, I'm quitting. I don't want to wrestle anymore. He's always there to to pretty much bring me back up and remind me why I started doing this in the first place. and just all the girls and all the trainees um, at our school. Uh, It's Arizona Wrestling Federation uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona. They work so hard and they're so kind to each other. It feels like a genuine brotherhood and it reminds you of the good in wrestling. And so I would not be wrestling still if it was not for all of them, uh, pretty much keeping me going,
0: so. Okay. That's really really cool. Um, once again, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you know you coming past, just talking to me. Um, it was an honor. It was a good conversation. I wish you nothing but the best in 2021. Be um, getting booked and winning championships and doing the best you know you can do. Uh, once again, um, did you have fun? Oh, yes, thank you. This
1: is my second ever podcast, so thank you.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Um, But uh, thank you once again, and um, happy holidays, happy new year, and thank you for uh, joining me this week on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling.
1: Thank you so much. You too. You have a good one, you and your family.
0: All right. (laughs) Yo, June, I appreciate you joining me here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling this week. It was a very, very great episode. Um, very great episode. Uh, I wish you nothing, nothing but the best. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. Uh, you know, great picking your brain, you know, talking about intergender, you know, wrestling and, and women wrestling. I had to bring that back up. Now, you know, this week I had, you know, women on the podcast. Um, you know, you guys, man, I, I be watching some old school wrestling and I think I'm in the year 06. You know, I came and started watching wrestling in 1999. So I went back, you know, where I began, started watching wrestling. Of course, i seen some old stuff also uh, prior to that, you know. Um, I grew up mostly in the w- WWE area, uh, era when I uh, was like the Monday Night Wars and stuff like that. Um, I made a flip, you know, towards WCW maybe once or twice. But uh, most likely was the WWF. Uh, that, that was that was me all the way. Um, you know, and watching and still is, you know, watching these old school uh, wrestling events and wrestling matches and the women every single week. You know, whether it was Victoria Wilson, there was Victoria, Trish, you know these these women are having boring and panty matches just bra and panty matches you know all pillow fight match you know so it's it it tells a lot you know how far the woman has come uh in the world of professional wrestling you know from intergender matches i would love to see more of that you feel me because like she said you know you you only got five women these five women can wrestle each other but so many times before somebody starts saying you know what I'm done. You know, like, come on. Like, for real. So, you know, and there's a lot of women who, you know, really can learn something and it tests their ability and tests, you know, where they at in their wrestling career. Or maybe if they, you know, they using it for motivation, you know, do I belong here? Maybe they doubting themselves and they go out and wrestle a guy who, you know, maybe who been in the wrestling business for some time now, but, you know, put on a really good match. So, Man, I really understand that. So, once again, June, I appreciate you joining me here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling this week. I appreciate it so, so much. You guys, man, sit tight real quick. Please sit tight real quick. I'll be right back, you guys, on the other side to wrap it up. Uh, Man, it's been a very fun episode. Be right back, you guys, here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling.
2: have a lot to say. Maybe you've thought, I should start a podcast. Meet Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. It's a powerful mobile app and web tool that lets you record a podcast anywhere and distribute it everywhere. It's great whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, and it's a hundred percent free. You can record your show straight into Anchor on your phone, iPad, or the web using any mic you want record alone or with friends or co-hosts anywhere in the world. You can add background music and transitions, and your listeners can send you voice messages that you can incorporate right into your next episode. If you want to produce your show using another app, you can upload your own audio directly from web or mobile, and still take advantage of Anchor's totally free podcast hosting. Once your podcast is ready to publish, Anchor can automatically distribute it to every major podcast platform. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, And Spotify so your listeners can hear your show wherever they want and on the web you can see detailed analytics about how people are listening plus you'll get a great-looking profile page where anyone can listen to your podcast or subscribe to it and if you want to ask your audience to support your work anchor makes it easy to collect monthly payments from the people who love your podcast and want to see it grow you really don't need a recording studio expensive equipment or a bunch of technical knowledge to deal with a podcast feed just get started and join the diverse community of podcasters already on Anchor. We can't wait to hear your podcast.
0: Yo you guys, welcome back here to the 11:30 podcast Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. Appreciate you guys sticking with me throughout that quick 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 commercial break. I'm uh, very excited, man. Very excited it's a new year, man. 2021 is going to be a plus one, man. Let's get through this, everybody. Yo, you guys, man, before uh, we wrap it up real quick, um, shout out to my man, Big E. Yes, last Friday on SmackDown was the high-rated SmackDown of all of last year, you guys. Yes, Big E winning the Intercontinental Championship for a second time. Defeating, yes, defeating Sami Zayn. And man, that was that was a cool moment, cool show also. You know, uh, it's Christmas night. They followed the NFL. So huge ratings uh for WWE there on uh SmackDown. Um speaking of Big E, Big E just keep you know running into Paul Heyman, man. Every talking smack, Paul Heyman is you know installing some you know greatness you know in a way into Big E. So I'm really really digging that, man. Big E's now, you know, at the continental Champion. Let's see where this goes. Hopefully, you know, I said this on uh my podcast on youtube you guys the main podcast go check it out go go check it out for my man gator um, i feel as though um i feel as though big e is going to win the royal rumble you know uh also you know daniel bryan hit you know he never won a royal rumble i'm um, a battle royal so you know that could be a possibility which i think is a little later in his career and uh the yes movement is kind of like passed on by so uh time will tell man time will really really tell so uh, kudos, man, to SmackDown. They doing their thing. Um, Monday Night Raw, you guys, man, ended in a wow, man, a wild one. A really, really wild one. It was really interesting. You know, Alexa Bliss is challenging Randy Orton. Randy Orton is out there. Alexa got gasoline. She pulling all over herself or, you know, in the ring and telling Randy Orton, I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to light me on fire. I'm challenging you to do exactly what you did to what you did to The Fiend. Do, do it to me now. And, you know, so Alexa, man, as far as she has, you know, come in the wrestling business from being the La princess and charming, you know, uh, a superstar in NXT from now just being this, you know, aid in a way to Bray Wyatt, man. It's just, it's so good, man. I'm loving everything she's doing, man. She don't need a title. She's just, she's like the only one, you know, right now in the women's division right now it's just, it's really Doing good, she's like above water. I think she's way above water, you know. What I'm seeing it, she's not even floating, but she's doing pretty good, man. So, shout out to Alexa Bliss, man. For real, shout out to Alexa Bliss. Um, what else we got here, man? Uh, this coming Monday, you guys, it's going to be Keith Lee taking on Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Um, man, I love Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee. I'm pretty sure this match is going to end in disqualification because Shane is going to come out and you know ruin that. Um, But uh, I wish they put uh, Keith Lee in a nice little sustainable food with somebody, you know, where he can get some wins. Maybe he could take a loss or two. But it seems like all the losses he's taking is in triple threat matches. So uh, pretty weird, man. Pretty, pretty weird, you guys. Also, you guys, we got New Year's Evil, NXT uh, New Year's Evil coming up this Wednesday, you guys. So uh, that's going down. We got Kyle O'Reilly taking on the Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. Also, you guys, man, we got Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Yeah, they will be in a Les Women's Standing match. So, uh, that's going to be cool, man. New Year's Eve is going to be great, man. It's going to be great. Uh, Also, you guys, man, AEW this past week, man, was off the chain. Was off the chain, of course, the tribute to my man, Brody Lee, from everything. Like I was saying with June, my favorite moment was Eric Rome came out. Big red, man. I thought that was very cool. And just in a way, and not only that, man, from everybody who was paying, you know, homage to him. From uh, Silva, I can't think of the exact names, but uh, uh, the guy who broke down in the ring after the match, after they won, but he he paid homage to him by wearing his ring gear. Uh, Lance Archer paid homage to him by wearing Luke Harper's gear from WWE. And shout out to my man, Jake the Snake Roberts, for the clothesline, though, man. Like, it was, that show was just beautiful. Like, it was really, really, really beautiful. And, uh, man, 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 man. So, uh, shout out to his family. Prayers are with you. And, um, man, at a young age, he's gone. Uh, but, um, man, you guys, I appreciate you guys sticking with me uh, throughout this whole show. It's been a great show, uh, the chatting with you guys, wrestling. I appreciate you guys joining me here on the podcast each and every week, man, each and every Friday, dropping some hot fire, talking some wrestling, man. I love it, man. Yes, I love it. Once again, June, I appreciate you joining me here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Uh, for real, you guys, uh, stay safe out there. Happy New Year's all that good stuff man 2021 is going to be a marvelous one uh but before i go you guys man um don't forget to follow the 1130 podcast on all social media platforms you guys uh follow me on twitter at dre on wheels follow me on instagram at the 1130 podcast like the 1130 podcast on facebook subscribe yeah subscribe to the 1130 podcast on youtube hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode and if you're listening to me on Spotify. Spotify. Make sure you follow me, Apple Podcasts, you guys, man, uh, leave a five-star review and uh, five-star rating, man, trying to get the 1130 Podcasts up, up, and out there even more. And uh, speaking of trying to get it out there even more, man, I appreciate Everybody, once again, a stop pass, man, One point six thousand downloads, man keep you guys i love it man keep on coming back join me each and every week here on the podcast man so got some good great good guests lined up here for 2021 so uh we're gonna try to you know kick it off with a bang man we already kicking it off with a bang (laughs) we already kicking it off with a bang but um once again you guys it's your man dre aka dre on wheels appreciate it man i'm out